Hey, this is Philip Craig here. I'm the pastor of Aria Church. This is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this empowers you. I hope it fuels your faith. And I hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. Let's pray. We're going to go into a message called Get Out of the Box. Get Out of the Box. God, I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. God, I thank you that you've called us all to get out of the box. God, help us to discern this morning what that box looks like. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Uh, Dylan, you want to do me a favor and grab that little box for me? Um, get out of the box. I'm just going to go ahead straight into the scriptures. It says, last week we talked about being content. Thank you, Dylan. Um, last week we talked about being content and how often we're too busy chasing our own ideas, chasing things that make us feel excited, but they're only fantasies often driven by fear. And, and, and God actually has called us to be content with little or with much. What we have in the bank sh- shouldn't have the power to steal contentment from us. Yes, you plan and you want to succeed and you want to provide for people and your family and all that kind of stuff and you want to be better and, and make money and all, all that, absolutely. But, but, but foundationally, can we be content? With little if it was all taken away would, would your whole identity crash but if our identity is found in jesus and trusting in him and, and providing for us uh then we, we we can trust and have security even when we have little we can still love people and, and not get so fed up when we have little and we're so content that we actually have the ability to still love people when things aren't working out the way we would like them to And so it says here in Matthew 5 and 15, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And so what we're saying in the scripture is that that God has not called us just to be lights that are hidden. He hasn't called us to have secret faiths. Like, I don't want to tell anyone I'm a church. I don't want to talk about church. What are people going to think if I, I'm in church? God has not called us to be those kind of people. I remember seeing a guy, and he's, he would never talk about his faith, but I then later on found out he had a strong faith. But he, he, I have a private faith, Lord. You know, I don't tell anyone about it. But that's not the point of having a light. The point of having a light is that it shines. It shines brightly wide to give other people light. And in, in some ways, it's nearly like a box. We have a box here. And the box is the container, it's, it's boundaries, and it's there really to deliver a product. It's, it's there to deliver a parcel to a destination so that it can be used. And, and per, the purpose of whatever is inside the box can be taken out and, and put into play. And the same way in our lives, a, a light is designed to give off light, to, to, to make things that are unseen become seen. To make things that, that other people can't see, uh, to allow them to see them now. And so if God has put a light, he puts it on the inside first, inside the box. But then the purpose of the light on the inside is to get the light outside so that people can see. Yeah? And so well, what does a box look like in your life practically? Well, a, a box often looks like is a boundary or a border, something that you think you can't do. It looks like... Um, Maybe pressure to look a certain way on the outside often can look like a box 
you might, yes, you might have been given good boundaries and good ways of doing life as you go through school, but eventually uh, there's a time and a place where you get to come outside of that and become all that you've been called to be. That might be in the work world, that might be in your personal life. You might be taught good principles, but then there comes a time where you get to make choices to explore. A a box can often look like uh, a cell. What does a cell look like? A prison cell looks like a, it's a box. If you're in your room, it looks like a, a box. In this room, it looks like a box. It's got all these sides to it and we all come in and we stay in. But, but then we're not designed to stay in the church. We're not designed to stay in the room. We're not designed to stay in the school classroom. We're designed to take that and then bring it outside of the box and live out what we've learned on the inside, outside. And so powerful people, number one, powerful people remove the barrier of the box. You see, the box of season has to end in order for purpose to begin. If, if, if you stay in the season of the box, of the travel, of the transition, of the preparation, and you don't get into the hands of the people in which you're designed to get into, then the season of purpose cannot begin. And so the question we've got to ask is, what is the box in my life? What is the box in your life? And, and what, what does breakthrough look like? What does me leaving the room, leaving the box, leaving that space that you've been sitting in comfortable for too long? And there's a timing with it too. There's a timing when the, when the box is in transit, when you're looking up the tracking code and the box is in transit, there's a timing for it to get to its destination. There's a right time to rip the box open. There's a right time to remove the shell. There's a right time for, for, for a butterfly to begin to flap its wings. There's a right time to break off the shell of the, that the caterpillar had been hibernating in. There's a right time. See, there's no point having a car in a garage. You go to, go, you go to look for a car or a new car, you often go to a car garage and often... A lot of the cars sometimes are inside, but there's no point having a car. Maybe you go to, to buy someone's car personally in their house and it's parked in the, in the garage, but it's in a box. But, but, but the purpose of the car is not to stay in the garage. The purpose of the car is to get outside the box and to begin to transport you from, from A to B. It's, it, it's to transport your family from A to B. It's to bring you to work and to, it's to bring you to meet people. The purpose of the car is not to stay in the garage. God has called you for a purpose. God has called you with gifts and talents, creativity. God has given you stuff that you know is in there. Some of you right now, you know there's more in you. You know there's a wee small glimmer of hope or there's a wee small glimmer of something in you that you know is there, but you don't know what it looks like. You know you've been taught and you've been, this is, you're going through the routine and this is what you've always been told to do, but, but there's something inside you wants to do something different. And often what happens is you might be in a sphere or in in a place or in a box with some people and and things frustrate you. Well, often those frustrations can lead you to your way out of the box of just doing what's always been done. You see, as a church, as we we, uh, come here as a church, I have to always question, we have to always question, are we just doing what's always been done? Or has God 
put a mantle of purpose in us that's maybe slightly different to something that we've seen before? And what is that going to look like? And what questions do we need to ask? And where are we playing it safe? Because churches have done it for, you know, a hundred years. Are we just doing it because they've done it? Are we just playing music? The way everyone else is playing music? Or, or, or is there going to come a time where there's something inside of us knows that we can shift something here, not to get worse, to get better? We can be even more impactful in this area of welcome. Or what, what can we create? If we stay in the box, you know what happens? It just becomes a box. It stays in the box. Nothing gets delivered. Maybe God has put something in us that no one's ever seen before. In this generation, but, but if we're, we have the mentality of just like, well, that's a bo- that church over there box is doing it this way. From the outside, we think that's what it looks like, so we just copy it on the outside. Well, that church over there has LEDs, so let's get some LEDs and maybe we'll be the same. Or, or that church preaches on this topic all the time, so let's just do that all the time. And, and so let's just be a, another box. And so what that does is it limits you. It limits us. It limits God to re- from releasing newness of life. It, re- it limits God from releasing miracles. I've never seen it before. Yes, I know. And see, here's the problem. Without faith, what happens? Without faith, what happens is, well, it's what we, this is just what we do. I'm sick and that's just the way it is. I've got shame and that's just the way it is. See, without faith, it's just the way it is. It's just the box. That's the box that you're in. That's the box you've got to stay in because you've, it's just, that's the form. It's got that form. It's got that look. This is what I'm experiencing right now. And so if, if I don't have faith, I just see things for the way they are and they stay the same. But when you, when you begin to have faith, something wells up where not on the outside, on the inside, you start to see and picture something, not like the box. You start to see something beyond the box, something on the inside. And what, when the box begins to open, light begins to get in, and you begin to see what's on the inside. You know, we just had a story there on Friday night at the youth. This is our church. This is not a story from way over there another church or they're doing this and that person over there it was here god was moving right here on friday night young lad came in hasn't been coming first first night in youth experienced a lot of rejection in in school and different things like that and 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 what happened was he created a box for himself where, where i was actually told he never actually got out he never went out of the house box he, he would never come outside that box. Why? Because fear, because shame, because people maybe ha- had, had rejected him so much that he was afraid to come out. And the safety was found in the box. And I get it, the safety is found. The reason we have boxes to, is to, to bring a product or, or, or something that you're trying to buy, a gift that's on the inside. We're trying to protect it to get it into the right hands. Until that person who, who has bought it, who's paid a price, oh, He's paid a price for that. We'll look, we, we know we can open it there. Why? Because they'll look after it. It's their prized possession. It's something it's being paid for. And so what happened? This young lad comes in. 
And whatever happened in a moment, in a moment he found himself in an environment where it was safe to get out of his box. And, and where it didn't just change him for the moment. And this is really practical, but it's real. He's, he actually walked his dog for the first time in, I don't know, months or years. He, he actually went outside of the box of his own house. <laughs> he got outside, outside the box. Why? Because he came into an environment where he felt loved, where people were actually prophetically speaking in faith that, hey, we love you before you even love yourself. We believe in you. We believe there's gifts on the inside of you. Even though you keep looking to your outside, we know there's something on the inside. And what happened was he began to believe it. Why? How? Through someone giving their testimony. It was actually Caitlin. And sharing, hey, this is how I came out of my box. I, this is the weakness that I experienced. And in my weakness, God met me. And God spoke over me and God loved me from the inside out. What, what is your box? Where are you trapped? What, where, where have you limited yourself? Maybe for good reason. Maybe you're in the box to protect yourself. But that's the beauty of the church. I'm not saying that the church is full of people who will never criticize. People will criticize you in the church. But that's why we want to create a culture of honor. Because that's why when some of the guys, like Stephen's coming up next week to speak. That's why we want to honor Stephen and Johnny. And people who speak. And a culture, and people who put themselves out there. Why? They're getting out of the box and coming up here to potentially be criticized. It's not safe. You're, you're less safe up here than you are down there, I promise. Woohoo! I promise you. You put yourself out there, you become vulnerable. You may make a mistake. But if we create a culture of honor, we're always speaking in life. Listen, it's okay. Let's, let's move on. Let's, let's feel our way forward. We can, we, can, we can learn off that. If we create that kind of environment, what happens is people get out of the box. Gifts, talents begin to be released in your life. And then those talents God begins to use to bring light into dark situations. When we have people living life in purpose, on purpose, then kids from other families who don't even believe in God begin to come to your youth ministry and, and your kids' ministry and then go back home and bring some light. <laughs> Why? Because someone got out of the box. It says in Hebrews 12 and 2, looking onto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, everyone said joy. Everyone said joy. Yes. That was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. Despising the shame. How many, how many of us have a box that looks like shame? I'm not good enough. My past. Made some mistakes. I can't get out of the box anymore. I'm not worthy. I've got news for you. You never were. None of us are. <laughs> In our weakness, we meet who? The joy of the Lord is our strength. We meet Jesus and he protects us. And that's when breakthrough comes. Not when you think you're good enough. Not when you think the edges around your box uh, fit in well enough. Actually, if you try to go down the road in life of trying to fit in, like every other box that you see, every other person that looks perfect on the outside, there's perfect shapes, there's perfect edges, it's flat, it's, everyone looks the same. If you start living life like that, you'll stay in the box. 
endured the cross, despising shame, and is set, set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You see, what did Jesus do? He died. He actually had a successful, a massively successful three years of ministry. He put himself out there on the platform. After a long time of, of waiting, after a long time of, of waiting for the moment, the right time, put himself out there on a platform, done an amazing work, changed lives, brought life consistently. And some people didn't like it. And they put him in a box. They put him in a grave. They put him in a tomb. But the beautiful thing about that is, I honestly believe in life, we, we, will, we will always transition from box to breakthrough, from box to breakthrough, from box to breakthrough. There'll be seasons where we're in a box. Why? Because God's transitioning us. He's moving us forward. He's, you're in the delivery truck, not to move back, to move forward. And we've got to embrace that time to do some work on the inside, but there's a time to break through again. There's a time to break out again. There's a time to release even more gifts, even more light. God's going to bring you, bring you from a 10 watt to a 100 watt light. And so Jesus was in a box. But, but when he went from that box, he went to a, a heavenly place where he was at rest. He had fulfilled his purpose on earth. He now has a bigger role in which he will come back again for his people. Why? Because God has given him the next thing. And it's not a smaller assignment, it's a bigger assignment. And so what does getting out of the box look like? What does getting out of the box look like? There's another fella... Um, has been coming here. Listen, God is moving here. This is, it blows me away. I'm like, we're just doing things so simply, but, but yet <laughs> people are saying these weird things. Like, like this guy said to me just during the week there, he's like, Phil, honestly, I don't know what you are doing to me. <laughs> I don't know what God is doing in my life here, but, but I've been kind of waiting. I've had a breakthrough and I, and I believe, and it was through hardship. It was through probably situations that brought on shame and rejection that, that he found God. And, and then he says, Phil, I don't know what's happening, but I come to church and even just in four weeks, I honestly feel, I feel I'm, I feel I'm most myself, I, I'm the most authentic version of myself that I've been in 15 years. So what he's basically saying is, I'm starting to be myself again. I'm taking off the, the shell around me. I'm starting to take off what, I'm, what people want me to be. I'm starting to die to, to what others think I should be. I'm starting to break out of this, this earthly shell, this earthly idea of what, I sh what way I should go. I'm starting to die to the fear of what people want me to do, what my family wants me to do, what my friends want me to do. I'm starting to be me. 15 years. I didn't ask him anything. He just said it. Why? And I just love this thought. I said, like, listen, all I know is this. I, I want to make a difference with my life. And what seems to happen when we present the person of Jesus in the name of Jesus, for some reason, it seems to break people's chains. It seems to set people free. I don't understand everything about God. I don't understand 
how the heavens are put into place. I don't know the dynamics of that, how that all functions. I just know one thing is that for some reason, when we come and worship the name of Jesus, when we come lift up this name, for some reason, I don't understand it all. Lives are changed. And I really don't see it happen anywhere else under any other name on the planet, on the earth. I see force. I see boxes being formed. Religion, which looks like a box, which looks like, hey, come be like another box. Come do things this way. And if you don't, we're going to fear you into it. But I don't see something that's releasing people from their box, allowing creativity to thrive. I don't see something like that, which is a choice, which is a relationship where the Holy Spirit can come and prompt people to do things and they come to pass. I don't see that happening. And so this young fellow came in and in four weeks he's starting to say things which like, we have no control over that. We can't make that happen. We're just presenting this name. We're presenting, we hope, a culture that represents the name of Jesus and who he was and what he done and the we hope we're presenting a culture that, that's calling down that name from heaven and, and, and realigning people's thoughts of who they are and their, their, their identity. And, and the box is beginning to unfold. And so tip number two, powerful people find their purpose on the inside. The Bible says in Matthew 6 and 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. What, what does that really point towards it's pointing towards seek first the kingdom of God well where is the kingdom of God found is it an outside kingdom with big buildings no the kingdom of God is a kingdom that lives in the temple of the Holy Spirit which is found on the inside on the inside it's a box on the inside it's a place on the inside God has called us to live and find life not on the outside things, not on the box and how nice your box is and how big your box is, how much you have in the bank and the car that you have and the house that you have and not the box. God has called us to look on the inside, the heart. How do you love people? You love them by looking at who they are on the inside. Not for what they look like on the outside. If you start to love people for the outside, you're starting to love their box. And you miss the beauty. Because it's just surface. There's so much more to that person than what you see on the surface. They mightn't look the same as you. As you. What are you going to do? You won't feel comfortable around them if they don't look like you. But if you start to see people beyond the surface, if someone's acting up on the surface, you'll judge them and you'll write them off and you'll push them away. But if you start to see people beyond the surface, beyond their box, you start to see what they could be and who God's called them to be, then what might happen? What, what if? you began to break the box open. What if the box began to unfold and you start to see maybe God could speak and see something? This is what the, I believe the, the, the prophetic word and the word of encouragement within the church is designed to do is to say, hey, God can, I honestly believe God has given every person the ability to see things beyond the natural. Right now I see a box. But God somehow, some way, has given us the innate ability to see beyond that and see what's on the inside before this, other people see it. And sometimes you might have the ability to sense some stuff on the inside, but you need someone to pull it out of you. <laughs> you need someone to confirm that that's the truth of who you are. And so, can you get my keys to, uh, in my, my coat pocket? I need to rip this open. 
It wasn't the plan, but we've got to rip it open. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Who's keys are these? Got a prize here. Got a prize now. Is there a car key on this? Oh, Ian, come on. And so as we start to see the potential, not on the outside, but in the inside, we begin to unfold, just like that young guy that came at the weekend. He, he began to sense that, oh, Frick, there's something more in me than just what people have said all my life. There's something more to me than just what people see on the outside. There's something more that I'm starting to sense some people with power are starting to speak it over me. And so we start to see in this particular box, I don't think everyone's going to have these, but in this particular box, we've got cups. But there's some good coffee going in these cups. And so we've got cups, and, and so it, it's kind of funny because I hadn't planned this, but what is a cup used for? A cup use, is used to receive. <laughs> a cup is used to receive, right? To, to, to what? To deal with the problem of I want to drink when I'm, I'm thirsty. I want to drink when, when, when my body doesn't feel saturated enough to give back. When, when, I'm, not, when I'm not satisfied with, with enough water in my, my body, I begin to disintegrate. I begin to lose energy. I begin to, I begin to lose power. But when I'm, when I'm fresh, when we've got fresh water in, what happens is I, I can do some stuff. And there's not just one cup. There's about 500 cups in here. So what if God has called you to fill yourself up and go rip open a cup and start giving a few cups of water out? What if God hasn't called you just to, to fill yourself up, but he's, your purpose is connected to, to giving a few other people a few sips of water? What if God hasn't just called you just to develop your gift? <laughs> right, enough of the cups. <laughs> Jane, you were supposed to cast that. <laughs> Enough of the cups. Okay, we get the point, Phil. So anyhow, God has designed you to find purpose on the inside, but not to keep it on the inside, to release it on the outside. God wants to fill your cup so it becomes overflowing so that you can go fill somebody else's cup and they can go fill someone else's cup. If we can start to see people, not from what we see on the inside, on the outside, but what's on the inside and ask God to give us discernment, we can go speak some life into people. That's why we're designed to do life together, not apart. Oh, that was good. And so I'm gonna finish here as the, as the band come ahead on up. And I just want to give you a little tip. We're going to deal with some more of this tonight, but I want to give you a little tip. So what happens when you get out of your box? Because here's the problem. If you think getting out of your box, it's all going to be plain sailing, you're not going to have to deal with fear. And, and, and that everyone's just going to like you because you've done the right thing. I promise you, you're wrong. So what to expect? This is what Levi Lusk, I was reading his book there called I Declare War. And this is what he says. This is a guy 
done phenomenal things, but he's had, he's had a few battles to fight on the inside. He's, he's had to fight for happiness because he felt depressed. He's had to fight his shame because he didn't feel good enough. He's had, he's had to fight being rejected and, and even losing a child. This is, and so he's wrote this book, I Declare War on the fear that's on, on the inside of me. I declare war with the power that raised Jesus from the grave. I declare war in the name of Jesus. And so this is what he said. He says, here's the four keys to winning the battle with yourself. You know the biggest battle? It's not with other people. It's with, with yourself. You can allow people to impact you. You can allow people to put you off course. You can allow people to make you into a square just look like everyone else you can you can follow all those rules or you can you can step up and be who God's called you to be but you're going against the grain and he says this you have enemies why is it the story of every man who has done anything great or created anything new see the person who came into the church and started to play on a keyboard instead of an organ <laughs> they had enemies I'm telling you, they had enemies. They got rejected. They got pushed back. They got shot at. They got destroyed because they were doing something different. But today, in most churches, we have keyboard-type instruments on most worship sets. But initially, if you want to get out of your box, get ready. No one gets to live his or her dream without other people turning it into a nightmare. expectations of course there there's an easy way to be to make the critics go away do nothing contribute nothing stand for nothing and be nothing there's an easy way out but you're going to stay in the box and you're going to miss out on life on purpose on making a difference and when you live out your calling, you will always face hotshots who have given up on theirs. People will take a bite out of you when you attempt to do something great. And, and for many of them, it will be the closest to greatness that they'll ever get. You see, often success and you getting out of your box is going to make some people insecure. Because they're comfortable. I don't know about you, but I've had some friends in my life who were happy for me to be in my box. But as soon as I got out, bye-bye. And not just bye-bye, gossip, gossip. And not just gossip, gossip, slander, slander. Why? Because I got out of my box and became who God had called me to be. I wasn't called to be a box. I wasn't called to play it safe. I wasn't called to live a life not facing adversity, not facing pain, not facing challenge. I was called to be a conqueror. I was called to be an overcomer. I was called to live with power on the inside that came to the outside. Why? To reach the one. To reach the one who is weak. To reach the one who is naked. To reach the one who, who needs help. To reach the one who, who needs some, some, someone to speak over them. To reach the one who, who needs some strength. But until I get strength and give strength, I don't need power. I'm stuck. See, they're fun often, those people. Their fun is in the failure. But they're sad in your success. 
the, the loudest noises in the church often come from the cheapest seats, from the weakest people. Who haven't brought their weakness to God, haven't brought their insecurity to God, and so often they find their strength. And some of us, I, I do this too at times, and I've got to manage it. We find our strength in comparing ourselves to other people's weakness. And said, oh, at least my box is bigger than their box. Come on, let's bring our weakness to God's strength. Let's bring our insecurity to God's security so that we can walk a life of purpose. Because I'm telling you, if we live in those weaknesses, if we live in that fear of what people might think, you, you, you will honestly, you'll begin to criticize other people who are living out their purpose. If you're stuck in your box and someone else gets out, your natural inclination, my natural inclination is to shut them down. Why? Because I know I should be getting out of my box. I know I should be facing my fear. So come on, what if we could build a culture of people who face fear, who, who find themselves from the inside out, allow Jesus to speak to us from the inside out so we can actually speak life over people and pull them out of their box. But, uh, but there's going to be resistance. And there's going to be some people don't like it. Oh, oh, I don't like that church down the road. <laughs> they do things differently. As I said, last week we already had some. But for me, thank you. You've confirmed to me that I'm doing the right thing and not the wrong thing. If I'm not getting resistance, I'm probably doing nothing different. If I'm not getting resistance, I'm probably not being who God's called me to be. And I don't mean resistance in a way where you're just being annoying. I mean resistance as in you're loving people, you're, you're living out your purpose, you're building uh, and representing the name of Jesus, and then it comes. That's what I'm talking about. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today if you did there's just a few things I'd like you to do subscribe to our podcast so the most recent message will always be in your feed secondly if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others you can go onto our website at ariatchurch.org and give now and we'll see you next time on the Ariat Church podcast